2: OGL
3: HD3, Philadelphia, from the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast. This is the next generation of talk. Now, this is The Drive at 5. 30
2: minutes of non-stop talk with Rich Zioli.
0: I was a Border Patrol agent for 27 years. That is the latest op-ed that was written by a man who's going to join us at 530 today on the show. As Texas fights back and even Democrats in Chicago are angry. They're black, they're Democrats, and they're suing Chicago over the illegal immigrants. Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here today. 855-839-1210. On Twitter at Rich Zioli. just a couple quick updates for you on uh, some other stories. So, uh, big news out of Ohio: the the state senate there overrode Governor Mike DeWine's veto of the bill to ban gender mutilation surgeries on children, on minors, on adolescents. This is a big loss for DeWine, a big loss for all his financial backers who were children's hospitals and and the and the industry that makes a lot of money off this. Great job by the Republican House and the Republican Senate in Ohio overriding Mike DeWine. The bad news is that in New Jersey today, as I told you they would, the New Jersey Board of Public Utilities approved two new wind turbine projects. These are massive projects that they want to build, and the fight is going to happen again because these wind farms will be located in federal waters off the coast of Ocean County, New Jersey. Now, the good news, of course, is that if Trump wins, he can kill this project. If a Republican governor wins in New Jersey, he or she can win this, can kill this project. But We can also kill this project by, once again, raising opposition and letting voices be heard and letting these companies understand what a fight they have ahead. What a fight they have ahead. Got it? Good. We will do that. Absolutely. They're fighting back in LBI, outside of Atlantic City, and now we have to fight back in Ocean County, New Jersey as well. This is not over. Just because Orsted said they were getting out does not mean this project's over. Now, I'll go into more details with you on this tomorrow, because obviously today we have a lot going on with New Hampshire and the like. The other thing is there was a big ruling for the Fourth Amendment today as an appeals court said the Fourth Amendment was violated by the Federal Bureau of Investigation when they went through the contents of more than 700 safe deposit boxes in the aftermath of a March 2021 raid was a unanimous ruling of federal appeals court judges. In doing so, the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals confirmed with innocent victims of the raid and their attorneys have been arguing for years that the FBI overstepped the bounds of its warrant issued in the case and failed to follow proper protocol. When federal agents cracked open safe deposit boxes, ran the contents past drug-sniffing dogs, and tried to seize some of the money and other valuables found in the boxes. Now, you know what I've always found interesting about this? Is that when they came to Jeffrey Epstein's apartment in New York, his townhouse, and they had a warrant and they opened up his safe and saw all the evidence of child pornography and all the files and the CDs, they didn't take any of it. And they didn't even try to get a warrant for the contents of what was inside the safe. You see, in this case, in this this case, the Ninth Circuit just heard, the FBI didn't bother getting a warrant. They just said, we're going to take all this stuff we're going we we're we're going to crack open these safe deposit boxes. The Ninth Circuit said, "No, this is why the Fourth Amendment was created. You have to be very specific in what you're looking for." Ironically enough, that's the argument that the FBI used as to why they could not take stuff out of Jeffrey Epstein's safe, even though I've told you before two things are different with that. Number one was probable cause. Number two, Was the fact that they could have had a federal judge on the phone, a magistrate judge on the phone within minutes to get permission to get the evidence out of Jeffrey Epstein's safe. Yet they left and four days later got a warrant and by then all the evidence was gone. But... It, it just points out to you the FBI doesn't give a damn. The, the, they don't give a damn about the Fourth Amendment. They did not take the contents out of Jeffrey Epstein's safe. It was not because of their respect for the Fourth Amendment. It was because someone told them not to. And you know, my theory is that that someone was from the United States intelligence community. The other question is, do you do you own the things you buy? There was a piece in the Philadelphia Inquirer about this by Kyle Salmon that points out something that we've talked about on the show for a number of times. If you buy digital copies of books, if you buy digital copies of movies, they reserve the right to change those things whether you like it or not. We've talked about this, where they have selectively gone back and edited movies, And they've selectively gone back and edited books. Even though you own them on your Kindle or you own them on your Amazon Prime account, you've purchased these things. They're your property, but in all the little licenses in the fine print that you don't read, that I don't read, that nobody reads, you have given them permission to edit digital versions of the work. And that's what happens. This is why I've told you before, if there is a movie you love that you know is politically incorrect in any way, shape, or form, you need to buy a physical copy, not a digital copy, a physical copy of that movie or that book. This is why I can't stress this enough. It's why I have a physical copy of Animal House. If there are movies that you love and you are worried that one day Woke is going to do their thing and Woke will go, go into the movie and change it, even though you think you own it, even though you think you've downloaded it and you own it, you don't own it. You give them permission to be able to make those changes. And this is not This is a battle that's going on right now. And I'm telling you, it is something that at some point Congress is going to have to deal with because the question of whether or not that's your property or not, I mean, if it's a physical book, the publisher can't come into my house, rip out a page because, you know, Raul Dahl is now controversial and they want to rip that page out. Everybody would understand that under the law. You don't have a right to do that. But in the digital version, if they want to delete that page or that paragraph or that character, rewrite it entirely, they have the ability to do that, even though it's technically your property. So keep that in mind as we think about things going forward. And another point on the FBI, you know, Senator Bob Menendez says the FBI ransacked his home in the gold bar search. He said agents broke down doors. Even in some cases where the doors were unlocked, they tore apart closets, wardrobes, dressers, and other storage locations. Now, we've talked about this with Mark Houck, what the FBI did to him. We've talked about this numerous times, the FBI, what they did to Roger Stone uh, and others. You know, they go in there in shackles and chains and make a big show out of things and all these heavily armed agents and everything like this. Senator Bob Menendez got the treatment himself. But I'm also telling you this because it's important that you understand why they did this to him. Everybody knows Menendez is corrupt, but Bob Menendez opposed the Obama administration on Iran. He opposed the Biden administration, which is the Obama administration, on Iran. That's why they made a show out of this. That's why they're going after the guy. He's guilty, but Democrats don't care about guilt. Doesn't matter if he's corrupt. It matters if you cross them. Then they'll come after you for your corruption. Otherwise, they will turn a blind eye to it. Just like they did for years with Torricelli and just like they did for years with Menendez until he crossed them. And, you know, the other day, Senator John Fetterperson from Pennsylvania, his body double, came out and said the Murphys are helping Bob Menendez. Well, here's the deal. King Philip the Unaccountable, his royal rugness, who's very excited about these wind turbines because he wants to be able to run for president and tell all the lefties that he's the guy that built all the windmills. His wife is running for U.S. Senate. It's a massive conflict of interest. His wife has the backing of all the party power brokers and everybody else. And the reason why they are not calling on Menendez to step down is because then Governor Murphy would have to appoint his successor. And he doesn't want to do that. He doesn't want to appoint his wife because it doesn't look good outside of New Jersey. And within New Jersey, it would be people would just shrug and go, yeah, that's Jersey. Yeah, of course. Oh yeah, got Jersey. Obviously, he's going to do that. But outside of New Jersey, Democrats wouldn't like that. Nobody would like that. To appoint your wife to the U.S. Senate seat. So that's the reason why Bob Menendez is not going anywhere. Not anytime soon. Tammy Murphy will win the nomination. She'll be the Democrat nominee for the U.S. Senate. And they are the new Clintons in terms of amassing their power. That's where we are. On the federal level, there's another uh, issue regarding, again, government censorship. This is CISA. This is this infamous federal agency that you've heard of that deals with supposedly cyber infrastructure. Well, according to a story at The Federalist, the nerve center of the federal government's censorship operations omitted... Admitted ahead of the 2020 election that mass mail in voting comes with risks, but flagged online posts highlighting such insecurities for censorship. A series of internal documents obtained via open records requests by America First Legal show that the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, CISA, which falls under the Department of Homeland Security, was aware of the risks associated with unsupervised mail-in voting in the months leading up to the 2020 election. It was during this same time the agency was classifying social media posts, highlighting them as disinformation, and flagging them for censorship. The communications unearthed by America First Legal reveal that by September of 2020, CISA officials knew there was no evidence to support the claim that in-person voting increased the spread of COVID-19. And they were aware that mass vote-by-mail schemes presented difficulties to election officials. Among the major challenges highlighted by the agency were the process of mailing and returning ballots high numbers of improperly completed ballots and the shortage of personnel to process ballots in a prompt matter. By October of 2020, CISA had crafted a six point list titled mail-in voting risk, infrastructure and process, which detailed insecurities present in mass mail-in voting operations and offered compensating controls election officials could use to manage them. But remember, Even if you went on social media and you started to talk about these things, they would censor you and they would take this stuff down. They would flag tweets. They would flag Facebook posts. And this is all part of the Biden's censorship operation that was that that started before him when Trump was still president. These various agencies who do all these things because they know that they're never going to get in trouble for it. And yes, Trump's own executive branch of government was obviously trying very hard to bring down Donald Trump, to bring down the president, whether it was CISA, whether it was the NSA and the CIA working with the FBI on the Hunter Biden laptop scam, all of it. We know all these things. All this stuff that was one time called conspiracy theories and tinfoil hat stuff has all been proven true. As we now know, the Department of Justice has finally acknowledged what we've all known. The 100 Biden laptop was, in fact, real. Now, the other big story, of course, and the big story of the day brought to you by Dr. Mike Venaria, VenariaDental.com, is immigration. It is a massive, massive story. And the state of Texas today came out and said, we believe under the United States Constitution, what is happening is a invasion of our state. And since the federal government has a responsibility to protect the states from invasion, and since the government of the United States of America is not doing that, we have the right to do so under the United States Constitution. I believe his legal reasoning is spot on. I believe his constitutional analysis supporting this is spot on as well, but it's going to lead to more court challenges. Here is a clip for you of Corrine Jean-Pierre saying she's very glad the Biden administration sued Texas to remove the razor wire. Cut 15.
4: I don't have the the specifics on the, what the border security is going to do and how they're going to do it. Look, we are uh, certainly glad that the Supreme Court uh, made the decision to to uh, uh, vacate the injunction that prevented border security to actually do their jobs, to do humanitarian work, to actually in, uh, to actually uh, enforce laws, uh, and it got in the way. It and what uh, and what was put forward that what what uh, what. Uh, Texas was doing, the governor was doing, was actually ineffective. And that's something that we have to remember. It was ineffective.
0: Okay, it was ineffective, all right So barbed wire is ineffective, which of course has led for me, to me, to call for barbed wire to be removed wherever it's used. Military bases, prisons, um, wherever, at the inauguration of Joe Biden, whatever it's used. Anywhere barbed wire is used, it should be taken down because it's ineffective. Although as somebody on Twitter made a great point. That said, it's obviously only effective on one side, because if the Border Patrol can't do their job because of the razor wire, which makes no sense, then... Doesn't that mean that it's effective on the other side as well? But the point is, they think it's mean. They don't want to stop anybody from crossing the border illegally. And so now they've, they're, they're going to take the razor wire down. What Governor Greg Abbott is doing is he's ultimately going to see a standoff. It's not going to be a violent standoff, but it'll be a standoff between the state and the federal government in court. Joe Biden has the ability to federalize the National Guard. As commander in chief, he can do that. And if he does do that, he is going to commit political suicide. If he if he if he federalizes the Texas National Guard and has them remove the barbed wire that the Texas National Guard is putting up, that will be one of the biggest political mistakes in American political history. Mark my words. And Greg Abbott is rightly pushing him, pushing his buttons. But this will all play out in court. And uh, Peter, do you see, excuse me, ask John Kirby, you know, does the razor wire work? Does it work? And, you know, Kirby's an admiral. And my question is, do they use razor wire outside of naval facilities and naval bases in this country? I think they do. So doesn't it work? Doesn't it prove effective? Don't we use them outside of nuclear power plants? Don't we use them outside of nuclear silos? Don't we use them all over the place? I mean, you're an admiral. You're the top national security spokesman. Don't you think that razor wire is effective considering how much it's used by the United States military? Cut 16.
1: Does razor wire
0: work? Does razor wire work for what? Does it work for the Border Patrol to allow them to have the access they need to be able to, uh, to better process people that are uh, trying to get across the border? I don't think so. And that's why we asked for it to be removed. Okay. All right. So basically what Kirby's saying is it actually does work and doesn't let the people cross the border legally. And that's why we want it removed. Now, the other reason why we want it removed is that Corinne Jean-Pierre said it's inhumane. Because some people might get cut. They might get scratched. They might get scratchy scratches. They might wind up injuring themselves on the barbed wire. And they might get an infection, and that infection could fester. Now, I've been telling you for quite some time. That same logic has to be put to the test. The two, two logic prongs here that the administration is using, one is that it's ineffective and two, that it's mean because you might get a cut and you should apply that to prisons and junkyards and everywhere else because if it doesn't work, it doesn't work and it should be taken down. And secondly, if it's mean and you can get scratched even though you're doing something you shouldn't be doing like, say, trying to escape from jail or breaking into a junkyard or trying to get into an airline tarmac, any of those things. But if you do those things, even though you're not supposed to, and the barbed wire is there as a deterrent to stop you from doing those things, and you get a cut, you get a scratch, you get an injury, good news for you is that we now have the answer. We have the answer for you. Because the firm of Moron and Moron, based right here in Philadelphia, has now finally come forward to say that they will represent you or your loved ones and get you a large cash settlement if you have been in any way, shape, or form harmed by barbed wire as you were doing something you were not supposed to be doing. We have their campaign commercial. Their uh, campaign, yeah, I guess you could say it's a campaign. It's It's a business campaign, but nonetheless take a listen. Have you, or a loved one, been harmed by razor wire? If so, call today to learn your rights and how you may get a large cash settlement. Did you escape from jail and cut yourself? Did you steal a car from a junkyard? Did the scratch from the razor wire get infected? If so, know your rights. Call today, and you could get a large cash settlement. I'm so happy that we called moron and moron. Our son tried escaping from jail and cut his leg on razor wire. We got a large cash settlement. I'm So happy I called. My daughter tried escaping from the loony bin. She cut her leg on razor wire, and we got a large cash settlement. I tried breaking into a junkyard to steal a 1986 Datsun. I cut my leg on razor wire, and it got infected. I called Moron and Moron, and I got a large cash settlement. So call today and know your rights. Razor wire may be ineffective, but it's also cruel. And if you get an infection, it could fester. I mean, the phones are ringing. Well done. The testimonials. Well done, gentlemen.
5: The testimonials are are just incredible. Astounding.
0: I felt their pain. They could really, the the pain comes through the airwaves. It really does. Their stories, you know? It's as if I received a cut from a a razor wire. As I was listening to that, I was cutting myself with razor wire. (laughs) Just so I could feel, walk a mile in their shoes. You know what I mean? It's devastating. Uh, uh, perfect. Well done. The music, the sound effects, excellent. How, many, how That was good. How, how long did it take you to put all that together?
1: It didn't take us yeah, that It didn't long. take us that long. It was just more like figuring out the right tones for the voices and stuff. <laughs>
0: <laughs> See, in the original version, which we played in the 3 o'clock hour, I, I did all the celebrity voices myself, the testimonial voices myself. You guys were able to disguise that and make them sound like different people so we actually well
1: hired actors and got them in here yeah. got them
0: in here to, to do voiceovers so what, are you, what are you talking about rich yeah those are those are real people <laughs> the phone lines at moron and moron are going to be ringing off the hook right now
5: i'm almost jealous that i don't have a razor wire wound that i can take advantage of uh you could get one <laughs> that's yeah. all right no thanks
0: <laughs> all you got to do is just do something you're not supposed to do Try to break into a secure area of some sort. You will get a razor wire cut, and then you, too, can get a large cash settlement.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking one of those electrical plants for me.
0: You go Is that what you try plant. to break into? Yeah, I
1: think that's what I'm going to do, try and get in on this uh, giant settlement here.
0: I like that. I like that. I think it's a very good idea. Um, I, I'm going junkyard. I really am. I'm going junkyard because, in my mind, if the razor wire doesn't hurt me, the junkyard dog will. <laughs> Plus, that Datsun sounded pretty cool. A 1986 Datsun, I mean, yeah. who just,
1: absolutely. Who just throws that
0: away? That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Things are classic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if
5: you if you end up getting away with it, you get an awesome car out of the whole thing. So it, it seems like a win-win as <laughs> awesome far as
1: I'm concerned. Car, cool cash settlement, right? Good story to tell. Yeah, kind of, kind of want some barbed wire right now. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, if you would like barbed wire. Go to Richie's wire at gmail.com, <laughs> and we'll hook you up.
5: So you're selling the barbed wire and then providing legal services after the fact? I like it.
0: You like that? It's yeah. genius. It is pretty genius. We provide it's, it's it's like a safe injection site. We we provide the the, the the drug and then you shoot up, you know? You're literally providing the needles. Yeah. Yeah. We'll give you the razor wire. Just go to richie's at gmail.com. And we'll send you razor wire, you cut yourself, and then you call moron and moron and get yourself a large cash settlement. (laughs) I mean this I want I think this commercial should play more than the Camp Lejeune water commercials. (laughs) Which play what every eight seconds in America somewhere somehow? Camp Lejeune, Mesothelioma. I feel yes. I feel like we should work it into our commercial
5: log but we'd almost certainly get yelled at yeah <laughs> i think so just drop yeah, there's it probably
0: odyssey legal would shut that down so fast and they you have to put a disclaimer this is not a solicitation for uh we are not lawyers we're not actually look we can't actually represent you in court
5: <laughs> these aren't real people
0: yeah He's these aren't real audience. people <laughs> rich is not a lawyer and Morten, Moran's not a real firm moron and moron if you believe it is you are a moron yeah that
5: might be a good giveaway that it's not real is
0: is moron
1: and moron like a brother thing or is that a father-son law form law firm
0: that's a great question do you remember that guy years ago he used to advertise all the time he used to say i'm not licensed in your state my attorneys are remember him yeah Yeah,
1: uh shoot it'll come to me
0: yeah i think he was he a divorce guy
1: yeah. Yes. But he, but he was only based in Missouri. Missouri. And have, we have licensed agents in, the, in your state.
0: Yeah. Um, so I would have to, honestly Legal would require me to say that at the end. I'm not licensed in your state or any state.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> maybe, we, maybe we should just add that to the end of the ad just That's for good. fun. That is good. Yeah, we've, that <laughs> with might the, be worth it. With the addition of the Southern accent.
1: <laughs> Just out of nowhere.
0: <laughs> Just out of nowhere. I'm not, after all that, yeah, I'm not licensed in your state, but our attorneys aren't either. <laughs>
5: <laughs> I'm shocked Moron and Moron didn't pass the bar.
0: Yeah, well, wait, wait till the billboards come up of Moron and Moron on 95. <laughs> it'll be moron and moron. You know they do the three, sometimes five, six billboards? Yeah. Oh, right in a row. So you can't miss it. Yeah. So it'll be moron and moron razor wire injury specialist called now. And then they'll have a guy dressed up in razor wire. You know what I mean? <laughs> Wait, is he dressed as razor wire or just covered in it? Dressed as razor wire and and maybe he'll say this is my john, you know. Like a
1: mascot? Yeah, yeah, you got to put him in like some Philly gear too, like a Flyers jersey or something. Just have him covered in razor wire. Yeah, razor
0: wire and blood, you know. <laughs> Philly's largest razor wire injury non-law firm. Moron and Moron.
5: I like the razor wire mask. I usually like people want to give the mascot a big hug, but in this instance, you probably want to steer clear of the fella. Yeah, no, I
0: agree. And and the lead non-counsel's face has to be everywhere. The head moron has to be everywhere and everything, you know? <laughs> like, I'm John Moron of Moron and Moron, and we are here to represent you in your razor wire injury claim. Oh, it was Cordell and Cordell. Mm, yeah. yeah. Cordell Cordell and Cord- Cordell, that's right. <laughs> I'm not licensed in your state, but our attorneys are standing by right now to help you. <laughs> oh, so Tommy, yeah, um, my friend Tommy said we could record the, the disclaimer at fast speed. That could be funny, too.
1: Yeah, yeah, just have it be, like, super fast at the
0: end. Yeah, like just really fast at the end, and be like, "We are not licensed attorneys. No one is. No, you're obviously more moron if you think this is real." And
1: yeah, just like, uh, just like the, uh, the the side effects on like a like a medicine commercial.
0: <laughs> yeah, just real li- fast. Or, or the car commercials where they go zero percent APR for sixty months. Yeah. <laughs> you go what? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not licensed in your state or any state. For that matter, but call me John Moron of Moron and Moron, (laughs) and I will help you. We are America's largest personal barbed wire injury firm, (laughs) standing by to get you a large cash settlement. I feel like we should play it one more time before the break for good measure. What do you think?
5: Absolutely. Let's do it. All right, let's do it.
0: Have you, or a loved one, been harmed by razor wire? If so, call today to learn your rights and how you may get a large cash settlement. Did you escape from jail and cut yourself? Did you steal a car from a junkyard? Did the scratch from the razor wire get infected? If so, know your rights. Call today, and you could get a large cash settlement. I'm so happy that we called Moron and Moron. Our son tried escaping from jail and cut his leg on razor wire. We got a large cash settlement. I'm so happy I called. My daughter tried escaping from the loony bin. She cut her leg on razor wire, and we got a large cash settlement. I tried breaking into a junkyard to steal a 1986 Datsun. I cut my leg on razor wire, and it got infected. I called Moron and Moron, and I got a large cash settlement. So call today and know your rights. Razor wire may be ineffective, but it's also cruel. And if you get an infection, it could fester. Yeah, I mean, the the phones are flying off the hook. All right, that is the big story of the day today, the unveiling of our new firm, Morin' and Moron. It's brought to you by Dr. Mike Venaria, venariadental.com. Coming up, Chris Clem is a retired chief patrol agent, served 27 years as a U.S. border patrol agent. I'll ask him if he thinks razor wire is effective at the border. Don't forget, uh, February 7th, our speaker series with the number one global best-selling author and film producer, Terry Hayes, and Thursday, February 1st, 8 p.m., Club 360 Parks Casino, it's Joe Conklin's Comedy Night. I'll be the MC. That is a week from Thursday. Must be 21, gambling prom, call 100 Gambler, but tickets are just 20 bucks. Go to parkscasino.com slash comedy and do it today. Uh, Great guest straight ahead on the latest in the immigration battle as the U.S. invasion of our southern border continues. Don't go away. Call from mom. Answer it.
1: Call silenced.
2: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game.
4: Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
3: the only show on your schedule from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app.
0: Now, stay on hold if you're on hold, but. I have a great guest coming up for you right now, and he joins me right now. Welcome back to the show, 855 839 on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. I want to welcome to the show Chris Clem. Chris is a retired chief patrol agent, served 27 years as a U.S. border patrol agent. Uh, Chris, thank you for joining me in Philadelphia. Thank you for your service as well. We appreciate it very much.
3: You're welcome, and thank you for having me on and, and giving me an opportunity to talk today. This is great.
0: Well, listen, your, your, uh, op-ed you wrote in Newsweek is great, and I'm really glad that you wrote it. I think everybody needs to hear from you on this point, but the first question I got to ask you right off, right out of the gate here is, is razor wire an effective deterrent to people crossing the border illegally?
3: Well, it can be, uh, it has worked in the past. We've used it, uh, for many, many years along the border and, uh, you know, it, it seems to be effective in, in Texas in spots, but, uh, Look at the end of the day, if you've got a, if you got a pull factor meeting this administration that is, uh, you know, allowing people to come in and then be released, they're going to keep coming whether there's razor wire or not there, and that's that's big, that's a big problem there. I think that's the root of the cause and, and the questions that need to be answered
0: so what you're pointing out here is that you're saying that critics against border barriers argue that they're ineffective because people can go through them, but that misses the point. so, what is the point your your piece says here's how we fix the border. How do we do it?
3: Yeah, so you're talking about the specifically the tall fences wide gates uh, op ed I wrote uh, uh, yeah, you know we, we need to have border security and look. Uh, border, uh, uh, border security and immigration, they get conflated. They're, they're very closely related, but we have to look at it from, look, we have an obligation as a country to secure our borders, to protect our citizenry and everybody in here, to, to have strong commerce, strong trade and travel, and, and just a, a good uh, 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 life and liberty. We also need to have, you know, a good, healthy immigration system to allow people to come in here that want to come in here, that we need in here. And, and many of them just want to come work. They don't want to become citizens. They just want to come here, have an opportunity, and maybe go back home. And so when you, when you, when you take border security and you secure that border by using the, the tall fences, which, again, is metaphor for security because we don't need a fence everywhere, but we need it where it makes sense. You combine that with technology, with personnel, with the right infrastructure and the strong policies, you can secure the border. And then then you can address the lawful pathways to actually make a very healthy immigration system, which is what this country you know, always has wanted and what it always has strongly supported. But you can't have a hole in the boat and continue to just throw buckets at it. You've got to fix the leak. And this is where this administration has kind of, you know, swung and missed when it comes down to securing the border first. Uh, and, and that's, that's kind of the crux of, of the op-ed and, and what I'm talking about is you can have both, but it, it, it's not contingent on the other. But you, you have to get the border secure first.
0: I agree with you 100%. And you, you make this point very, very clearly that there are places where we know that people are coming through. And you point out, you know, with certain areas, walls do work. And you say, you know, in urban areas where seconds count and whether a person is caught by border patrol, a, wa- a wall or better yet, parallel walls can slow border crossers just enough to convert gotaways of which there have been 1.7 million since Biden took office into apprehensions. So I guess my question then becomes, Chris, What happens, though, if the Biden administration is apprehending them, but then just releasing them with a court date, five, six, maybe 10 years in the future?
3: Right. Well, so that's what's happening right now. Right. So so many of the apprehensions and and a lot of times people will say, well, you're catching them. That's good. No. So many of these are, are give ups. Right. They're giving up. They're coming in through holes in the fence or where there was never any fence turning themselves into Border Patrol, which is tying up the Border Patrol agents who should be going out there and going after those gotaways. And those gotaways, we know that threat in the mix uh, is is the, the gang members, the, the criminal aliens, the smugglers, and the potential terrorists, because we just that's our experience. We know that. Um, I also want to make it very clear that when we define like a wall or what infrastructure is, you know, a wall in itself is defined by Border Patrol as something that is there to deny or impede entry or control and contain entry because a wall itself is not going to do it. You have to have everything else. But back to your your question about if they're just being caught and released, that's the problem when we don't have consequences. That's the problem when you have very progressive people in office saying, you know, abolish ICE, defund ICE. Well, you know, ICE is the next, and that's Immigration and Customs report. That's the next cog in the immigration enforcement wheel. And if there's no place to detain them because of policies that have, have allowed that to, you know, to lose uh, capacity, then they have no other choice but to release if they're not going to remove. And that's what's happened just last year alone, last year. Federal fiscal year alone, border patrol agents caught and released 900,000 people into the United States. The ports of entry processed and released 500,000 people into the United States. That's 1.4 million people. And get this we paid hundreds of millions of dollars in facilities to process people. We reimburse the non-government organizations who these migrants are released to. And now you have sanctuary cities across the country that are asking for the federal government to reimburse them. So in theory, we could be paying for a lot of these migrants three times in this country. And that's a big problem when you look at, you know, this this situation that this administration has put the country in.
0: Oh, my God. It's it's, it's unbelievable to hear you say this, Chris Clem. Uh, you also talk about personnel. And this is a big part of it, right? I mean, yes, walls, yes, razor wire, all these things, but you need personnel. And the numbers are taking a big hit here. First of all, the public perception of Border Patrol ever since Biden went out there and lied about Border Patrol agents whipping uh, people trying to cross the border, which was an absolute fabrication, of course, Um, suicide among Border Patrol agents, you point out in your op-ed in Newsweek, Um, all of these things have have, have taken a, a, a big toll on the ability to retain good personnel and recruit good personnel as well.
3: You're absolutely right. I came in in 1995. I was a brand new agent. I was a career employee as a GS-5, went all the way through the GS level and was a career appointment as a senior executive. So I've seen all those levels. And, and we came, when I came in in 1995, there was just under 5,000 of us. At our height in the 2010s, uh, we're just about 21,000. Uh, last year, I think our numbers were just under uh, around 18,000. Put that in perspective, I think there's over 40,000 sworn police officers in, in New York City. So there's not that many for the entire U.S. Uh, uh, patrol, the whole U.S. border. Um, so yeah, retention and recruitment is very difficult uh, in the profession because the law enforcement profession has taken a hit. But specifically to our border patrol agents, now, I will not say that Uh, this administration's policy led to those suicides. But I will tell you this, it it definitely was a contributing factor because I'm sure they all had different issues going on, personally, uh, uh, relationships, financial, whatever. But when you're not happy at work, when you've been demoralized by the commander-in-chief, when you've been beat up in a lot of the media and by so many elected officials, there's no happy place. And and, and they can't come and do the job that they really felt like this is what they were drawn to do. And and unfortunately, it led to... uh, some unfortunate deaths. And one of them was one of my agents in Yuma and it really hit, hit home. Um, and this guy was a, a Marine. He was a golden glove boxer. He was one of my, uh, go-to guys at my sector staff. And for him, for me to get that call, I just turned my stomach. And, uh, and so we've got to support our law enforcement and look, if we don't support and retain and recruit good ones, what's going to happen to the profession itself when we need it, we're not going to have the right people in place when something critical happens. Yeah. Law enforcement, and, and we always say board control, we ride to the sound of gunfire. But if we don't have people that are uh, uh, recruiting and retaining the right people and keeping them mentally fit and healthy, uh, it's going to be a problem that's going to be hard to overcome.
0: Yeah, well said. You know, uh, Chris, I'm I, I'm sorry to hear that about your your um, your colleague. It's a terrible, terrible thing. My father was in law enforcement. I, I know how tough it is, and and the experience of that. Uh, and we we see how people around the country have called for the defunding of law enforcement. I mean, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez wanted to shut down border patrol. So you outline all the reasons how we can, in fact, secure our border, and that's the key. The word secure, which is the last thing I want to ask you, Chris Clem. In your 27 years with Border Patrol, in your years of being the chief patrol agent in your career, and you say secure the border, this really truly is a national security issue, is it not?
3: It absolutely 100% is. It's not just a hashtag we put on our on our social media. Every city is a border city. Every town's a border town. Every state's a border state if you don't secure the border. I was the chief in Yuma, which was ground zero in 2021 and 2022 for the border crisis. Um, Mexico, Central America didn't even make my top 10 countries. It was from all over the world. We had people on terrorist watch lists. We had people from countries that didn't necessarily agree with the United States. So there is a threat there. You look at The national security impacts when you have known violent gang members, when you have fentanyl that is coming in and killing Americans left and right—that's a national security issue because it's all being funded by state-sponsored, you know, groups that don't like us, by cartels that, you know, are are putting uh, humanity over profits or profits over humanity. Should I say that is absolutely a national security issue, and it should be paramount to secure our borders uh, and and take, take care of America. That is what is important, and you know what? Then we can figure out the rest of the things that need to be done. But from my standpoint, where I sat for 27-plus years, border security is absolutely national security, and we need to make it a priority. And, and if not, we need to get the right people in charge to do it.
0: Hey, Chris Clem, thank you. you everything you said here, we, we're, we're cheering you on, man. It's great. We'll post a link to your piece in Newsweek. Is there, Are you on social media? Is there where we can follow you?
3: Yeah, at, at Cclem Official. That's my ex, you know, formerly known as Twitter. That's the best place that, where I put all my professional contacts and this type of information out there so yeah I, I i'm i'm active but not super active but when it's uh, when it's meaningful i'm going to post it so at c clem official on on the x and that that's a good thing for for your listeners and, and folks to follow
0: well god bless you chris thank you for writing this piece thank you for your service and um let's hope we can turn this around chris clem thank you
3: you got it the five o'clock happy hour on the Rizzoli Show. Brought to you by the Oceanfront Grand Hotel of Cape May, New Jersey. A premier full-service resorting conference center. Grand Hotel Cape GrandHotelCapeMay.com.
0: All right. We have some people that wanted to react to our uh, moron and moron spot, which uh, legal, I just got a text, Matt DeSantis. I'm, I have to re- remind everybody, this is not a law firm. This is not an <laughs> attempt to solicit clients. If you think it's real, you are a moron and moron. Should we play it one more time? I mean, that's what we do on the show. We beat everything to death, <laughs> so why not, right? Have you, or a loved one, been harmed by razor wire? If so, call today to learn your rights and how you may get a large cash settlement. Did you escape from jail and cut yourself? Did you steal a car from a junkyard? Did the scratch from the razor wire get infected? If so, know your rights. Call today, and you could get a large cash settlement. I'm so happy that we called Moron and Moron. Our son tried escaping from jail and cut his leg on razor wire. We got a large cash settlement. I'm so happy I called My daughter tried escaping from the loony bin. She cut her leg on razor wire and we got a large cash settlement. I tried breaking into a junkyard to steal a 1986 Datsun. I cut my leg on razor wire and it got infected. I called moron and moron and I got a large cash settlement. So call today and know your rights. Razor wire may be ineffective, but it's also cruel. And if you get an infection, it could fester. Yeah, that's good. And here to do the disclaimer, we have him. So Joe Cordell himself. Joe, thank you for calling the show. We appreciate it.
3: Hi, this is Joe Cordell, formerly with Cordell Cordell. I now represent the law firm of Moron a Moron. If you're a divorced guy that just got cut by razor wire, call Moron a Moron. And you too could receive a large cash settlement, by the way. I'm not licensed in your state or any state. This is a public service announcement for WPHT.
0: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> 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 Thank you, Joe Cordell. We we uh, w- do we have your permission to add that to the tagline of our of our advertisement?
3: Absolutely, please do. I think it's very important for all people to get cut by raised wire to get the service and the health care they need.
0: <laughs> especially if they're divorced men. I mean, that's not easy. You know, you go through divorce and you got a razor wire cut. Uh, Absolutely. If you, especially if you're, you got caught on the razor wire by trying to run away because your wife called you with your gumad. Am I right, Joe? I mean, how many times have, have you dealt with that?
3: It happens a lot of times. You'd be surprised how many calls we get at moron a moron for things just happen just like that.
0: <laughs> Joe Cornell, thank you. It's great to hear from you again. Uh, be well. Uh, thank Thanks you. again, Rich. I don't even know how to top that. That's fantastic. <laughs> I hope you have the real identity of that person, because we need him. <laughs> I don't have the real identity, unfortunately. All right. Oh. Well, whoever you just were, call back and give us, we may need you again for future projects. Uh, Jim is in Philadelphia. Jim, yes, sir.
2: Uh, I'm looking for a large cash settlement. Um, I was injured by a different kind of fence, the electrical kind. <laughs> oh. I, I suffered severe burns. Yeah. And in private areas.
0: Yeah, no, uh, our, I think Moron and Moron is going to expand into electrical fence injury law. But I think for the time being, they're just limited to barbed wire cases. But again, I, I will check on that for you, Jim. Thank you very much. You're, you're <laughs> welcome. And then eventually they're gonna expand into invisible electric fence injury injury as well. You know, you see those signs on people's lawns about an invisible electric fence, and then you know, you get shocked and who are you gonna call but moron and moron, obviously. Uh Dan is in Havertown. Hello, Dan. Hello, the legendary Rich
2: Zioli. It's a great it's great to talk to you. I love your show.
0: Thank you, sir.
2: So yeah, uh you guys gotta call uh Dewey Cheatham and Hal. They'll uh they'll get you a large, large cash settlement. The uh Listen, the three stooges.
0: We're just there to help. That's what we wanna do on the show. We wanna be there to help. Uh,
2: that that's awesome. Quick question for you. When when are you gonna be down at the uh what do you call it, the uh, Grand Hotel again?
0: Don't have dates yet, but when we go down there, we will certainly be fighting these windmills. That's for sure, no doubt about it.
2: Oh, uh, that's awesome! Yeah, that that's a big thing for me too, man. No more, no no windmills. It's 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 enough with this this crap, this this EV crap, and uh, killing whales, and uh, just just making all these people rich, and uh, the the uh, the the common folk like us suffered.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. Damn, thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Thanks so much for the call. Kevin, you have 30 seconds because I know what you're going to say, so go ahead and say it.
1: <laughs> all right. Well, first of all, uh, RazorWireSucks.com, I picked that up. It directs right to your audio byte piece. And I own MoronAndMoron.com.
0: No, do you really? Come on. It. You I, bought, bought MoronAndMoron.com. Yep.
1: Yes, but, <laughs> but listen, so have Joe Conklin do
2: the uh, voice. No,
4: I do we'll, we'll, the voice.
2: I'll I'll build i res- I'll build a website.
1: I won't even direct it. I'll build a mini site for you. All right. Because you know I'm th- such a super fan.
0: I think we're onto something here. I think we should, we could do I think we even need a TV commercial as well. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, look, I I do marketing and promotions. So that's right. my I, that's my business. So. I, I
0: like it. I like it. Um, all right. So you yeah. own Moron and Moron dot com. All right, well, Kevin. And uh, Kevin thank, yeah. Yeah. I know. <laughs> thank Thank you, Kevin. We, we need to <laughs> chat offline about this. I appreciate it. All right. Uh, thank you, Kevin. Joe is an ambler. Joe, go ahead. Hey, man. Yeah. Uh, I was just wondering, would we be able to open up a
3: class action lawsuit against uh, Governor Abbott in Texas now that this has been found to be
0: illegal? Wait a second. You know, and then people have passed away. Wait a know. second. Is this the guy who called me General Fugazi? There you go. you right. There it is, Joe <laughs> and Ambler. Come on, one more time, Joe. Go ahead. Huh? Yeah, class asking lawsuit you to get. No, no, no call Texas. me General Fugazi. Come on. Oh, General Fugazi. Yeah. It's Fugazi. Uh, Fugazi. Fugazi. No, it's thank Fugazi. You. All right. Thank you very much. All right. Listen, uh, big six o'clock hour coming up straight ahead for you. NJ Diet's going to help you lose weight. You can lose 20 to 40 plus pounds in only 40 days with NJDiet.com. Go there today. 8555 NJ Diet. 8555 NJ Diet. You'll lose the weight for good. You'll feel great. And it's guaranteed. Guaranteed weight loss. No shots, no hormones, no side effects, no prepackaged foods, none of that stuff. It's real weight loss guaranteed you even get the doctor's personal email and phone number. so do it today 8555nj diet or njdiet.com. You can do this. Forget all the other New Year's resolutions you broke. This one, you can do it in 40 days' time, just as we're ready for spring break, spring training, and spring clothes. But don't wait. Get started today the safe, all natural, effective way. No shots, no drugs, no hormones, no surgery, no prepackaged foods, just real weight loss designed for your biochemistry, and that's why it is guaranteed 20 to 40 plus pounds in only 40 days with NJDiet.com. Um. Rich
3: only weekday afternoons, three to seven. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the Free Odyssey app.
2: We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month, with eligible trade-in when you switch. Mm-hmm.